Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today on the show we are talking about all things OHSS because there is a newly revised document by the ASRM Practice Committee uh, that is being published, and it is my pleasure today to welcome Dr. Tarun Jane. Dr. Jane, thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with uh, with this OHSS document. Yeah, it's been fantastic to be part of this update for this OHSS practice committee document. As my role as a chair of the practice committee for SART, I, I took over in updating this important document. And we tried to update it every five years or so. So the time had come. I was leading it along with help from several other fantastic um, SART members like Molly Quinn, Ronnie Fritz, Sally Tezuki, and Brett Hansen. And our, our goal was to bring it up to current time. Was this your first experience in crafting one of something this sort of, you know, large with FNS and ASRM and SART and all of that? Yeah, it really was. This was my first big project as, as being a member of the broader ASRM practice committee to take this on and and definitely gave me a whole new respect for the amount of work and effort it goes in to crafting such documents. And this one in particular was an actual guideline document as opposed to the committee opinion documents. And, and the guideline documents have a much more rigorous methodology as opposed to the committee opinion documents. And, and, and these in particular are more like systematic reviews of the scientific literature, which follow a very specific methodology that can be replicated. Yes. And that's why they take so much longer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more research. Not to say there's anything wrong with opinions. Opinions <laughs> are great, you know, but the guidelines are are a whole different thing. I was curious, I wanted to uh, have you today, I wanted to ask you about what are some key points in this that you feel, and of course, we don't want to touch on everything. We want people to go and read this. What are some key points to you about this particular guideline? Yeah, the the big difference compared to the prior existing guideline was we really wanted to focus on prevention of moderate and severe OHSS compared to the prior document, which was more on prevention and treatment of OHSS. The time has now come in today's modern ART world where we can, for the most part, prevent development of moderate and severe OHSS. So really no patients have to suffer through this complication of ART. And and, and that was really the primary focus here. Just out of curiosity, like how did you become interested in, in OHSS? And, and was, was it experiential? Was it just something that you gleaned onto when you were, you know, first starting out? My gosh. Yeah. The, having been in practice for about 25 years now, um, back in the day when we didn't have really good ways to prevent OHSS, we were dealing with this all the time. And even as a fellow in Boston onward, gosh, it always seemed to be at least one or two patients hospitalized at all times with severe OHSS and really sick. And sometimes this can even be life-threatening, but certainly like seeing the gamut of severity and bad situations leading from like renal insufficiency, kidney failure, liver damage, pulmonary edema, blood clots, even cardiac pericardial effusions, like all kinds of really nasty stuff from OHSS. 
um, over the years. And so this is just something that we really want to avoid for any patient. And now we've come full steam to a point where we can really identify who's at risk and really prevent this from ever happening. Is that the main reason you would you would identify then that why this document update is important now and in as we're as we're now in 2024 and as far as moving the conversations about OHSS, moving them forward? Absolutely. I, I think all of us who practice ART and, and take care of patients, we all need to be fully informed of the latest evidence and clinical management of patients to use the proper tools, uh, identify the patients, and and really primarily use of the Lupron trigger has been phenomenal in, in avoiding this from ever happening for patients. And, and that's really the impetus here to make everyone really familiar, aware, and comfortable with using the tools that it takes to prevent this condition from happening to any patient. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I really appreciate you being able to come on the show and 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 talk about this very important and long gestating uh, guideline that, that that you have you have been working on uh, with a host of others. And I invite our listeners to uh, take a look at it as well, of course, and join the conversation. As it's always about you know reading these things and, and extending out and, and and making these conversations happen. Doctor Jane, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I hope everyone reads the document, there's some really great summary points to make it even easier for everyone. They're all evidence-based. So I, I look forward to people reading this in the near future. Fantastic. Uh, you can get in touch with us a number of ways. Uh, you can email me, ASRM at ASRM.org. And of course, we encourage people to download, subscribe, and rate the show on iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcast and needs taken care of these days in 2024. Uh, and until next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.